the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. And quite the hump day it is. Glad to have you guys here with me. This is our two hour dose of tonight's Andrea K show. And of course, Wednesday hump day means particularly this time of day that we got our friend and yours, by the way, financial thought, Dr. Dave Elhoff, a.k.a. call sign fighting meadows. And he joins us right here at the appointed time. Glad to have you back, my my friend. A-A-K, Dynamite, how you doing? Well, I was doing really good. I was having a good week and just in a really good mood. Then, um, uh, Skin's here. Always one to dig and find a story that's going to put me in a bad mood. <laughs> I mean, that's his job, right, as a producer. He's got he's to find... The scoop as to what's happening, and uh, he found Not a whole this, lot of good out there, Dave. It, well, yeah, digging the dirt. He's got to dig for dirt, man. Um, should have been a gardener, right? Um, he so he finds this story that America is facing such a dwindling supply of diesel fuel that we've only got twenty five days left in our diesel stockpile. Everything is dependent on diesel fuel because that's what delivers that. That's what powers the trucks to deliver our food, isn't it, Alhoff? Absolutely. And why should we be surprised at that? You know, you got a president here that cut down and, and the Keystone pipeline. He cuts down all the kinds of things that Trump put into place. So we were energy independent, and now he's starting to attack the strategic reserves, mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous. I, I mean, folks out there, if you just stop and think about it from two years ago to today, what has changed? The only thing that's changed is Biden. Is an idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he, well, that has it. Well, let me correct you, my man. Um, he's still an idiot, always been an idiot. Um, so that's not what's changed. It's that the policies have changed and they changed day one. Everything about this is intentional. And you know how, uh, you can, one way you can know it's intentional is that while we are 35 days left, uh, uh have 35 days left of diesel fuel, the Biden administration has exported 10 million barrels of oil each day both to Europe and to Asia. Totally. So Europe and a- it's Europe and Asia first. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we're literally going to starve here. I mean, I-, I can't even fathom. I mean, I know 
that the Democrats are evil, and I'm just going to say that. I know that the Democrats, this is this has to do with their communist agenda. But can you can you make sense of this, Elhoff, as to why we're exporting, you know, uh, 10 million barrels a day to Europe and Asia, leaving us with no diesel, which is what we need to transport our food around? Well, look, it's really the Democrats are no longer the Democrats. Let's face it. They are not the Democrats of John F. Kennedy. And if you stop and think about it, if you listen to Kennedy's speeches, he sounds like a Republican today. Yeah. And if if you stop and think about it, folks, this Democratic Party, they are woke. They are evil. They are communists. They're not yeah. really the Democratic Party at this point in time. And has there ever been a citizenry that uh, thrived in communism? No. We are looking at their... Yeah, pick one. Yeah, I remember years ago, back when I used to listen to Hannity when I thought he was good, like 10 years ago. And I remember the actor Ed Asner. Who remembers Ed Asner from Mary Tyler Moore show? And oh, he, he was Lou Grant. What else did he do? He, he did a bunch of shows. I don't remember. I was really young. So, um, I, but I remember hearing him on Hannity saying the problem with communism has just never been applied correctly, Elhoff. It's, they, it's, nobody's ever just implemented. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we actually have communists now in this country, and even kids, right? That that think, oh yeah, it's great. They they because the philosophy of it is based in greed and envy, and it sounds great on a bumper sticker. But in reality, this, it, it's so heinous that it's the reason why over a hundred million people have died. And let me tell you, um, people will die. In short order, when they're not able to heat their home because they can't afford it, or they're not able to feed themselves because they can't afford it, and that may not happen now, it may not be this winter, or it might, because uh, Biden is actually saying his solution for this diesel crisis, Dave Elhoff, is that he may tap into the Northeast Home Heating Oil Reserve. So he may take reserve away from people that are going to need it in order to stay warm in the Northeast where it gets buku cold in order to provide diesel to transport food. One way or another, people are going to be dying. Well, absolutely right. And if you want to talk about inflation, if diesel fuel is not readily available, what's that mean? It's going to be that the cost of goods being delivered mm-hmm. are going to go up. And, you know, it's just a long line down the look globe. And, you know, we talk about communism. What they're talking about is socialism. They think that socialism is a much nicer term for communism. Right. But socialism has never worked Mm-mm. anywhere in the world. And the countries that have tried it have come back to capitalism. And those that have, you take Denmark, you take Sweden. Those countries say socialism doesn't work, and they're coming back to the yeah. capitalist mode. Why did China and Hong Kong suddenly become a force? Because they started to put it, capitalistic ideas into their system. They kept some of the capitalism in place, but if it were all communism in China, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make but 
China is going to come under a very strong uh, uh, undercurrent of people that are going to start fighting it because they started to enjoy some of the capitalism uh-huh. and now it's being taken away from them. Well, yeah, and and this quasi and and the quasi capitalism within communistic approach in China is something that many on the left love, um, as though it's you know such a great thing over there. Um, but you know, there's uh, let's not forget the Uyghurs who are over there um, being tortured. Let's also not forget the fact that um, they've got the uh, pending housing crisis that's going to get really ugly over there. And oh, by the way, there's also the little situation to where people were dragged out of their homes and locked into their homes for weeks and months, and not with no food even to be delivered because they had a um, one case of COVID is too many policy going on over there. So, it, you know, there's nothing to be admired going on in the in the um, in the Chinese system over there. I got to switch gears back to here. Speaking of housing crisis, we're talking to Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor. And it, it, suddenly we've got supposedly um, a, a major significant housing uh, price drop going on here in San Diego. To me, I, I don't I don't know that I see it as significant as people are making it out to be when the average cost of a home is still, you know, a million dollars. Well, it, I, I'll tell you, you know, it depends upon where you are in the marketplace. The marketplace that's being hurt the most is the lower bracket under the million dollars because the interest rates are higher. When the interest rates were cheaper, People can get into these cheaper homes, the three hundred to seven hundred thousand, fairly easily. But now that that's gone up, the cost of them being able to go into those homes has tripled. Yeah. And what do you think is going to happen? But on the other hand, rents are still behind where they should be based upon the high home values. So. Luckily, if you own a home and you're renting, you're probably okay. But let me tell folks three things they need to do in order to maximize their financial potential. Okay. One of them is, is number one, you got to live on 85% of your income and you got to save 15% of your income. <sighs> okay. Did you just say you got to live on 85% and save 15 Yes. That's 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 some medicine. That's some vegetables. That's some vegetables. But yes. we but we got to hear it because you got to be thinking about the future. Exactly. So but most people don't do that. Most people are in the 3 to 5% savings maybe. But you got to build up to that 15% of saving and living off 85% of your income to have a possibility of reaching your maximum financial potential. The second thing they need to do is they need to have at least, at least uh, uh, they need to put their money to work where they take advantage of the velocity of money. Okay. And what that means is, they got to have their dollar working harder than just a dollar. And what that means is also is that they got to find out where the one to 10% of money's being wasted in their 
their particular situation, whether through taxes, whether through fees, whether through mortgages, that is being wasted. Well, how is somebody spo- how how is somebody supposed to know where the one percent of money that's being wasted is? Well, they don't know because they don't know how to do it. That's what I provide people oh. on how to do it. Okay, is to show them how to find where is that money being wasted. There's so many where taxes, inflation, depreciation of the dollar, regulations, all these things are taking place because the institutions, the financial institutions, the government are set up to take your money mm-hmm. and put the work for their use first. And then when it's time for them to give the money back to you, they want to dribble it back to you. Yeah. And actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think when excuse me for interrupting, I think when it comes to social social security, the goal is like you're going to maybe and this is the goal, like the best you're ever going to get is 70 cents on the dollar back from your money that's being taken from the government. And it was all about supposed to be we got to take care of these seniors, right? We're going to we're going to come in and take money from you. Um, to protect you in your retirement, and which is a laughing stock, right? We're, we're, you know, I don't know how many years we got left for this, for Social Security goes broke, but no money was ever put in the lockbox, was it, Elhoff? No, and I'll tell you something is that they need to do some Social Security reform right now. Mm-hmm. They need to do it where maybe instead of at age sixty-seven is the maximum retirement age, make it 70 or yeah. 72. That could save it for a long time, Andrea. Yeah, but and you know, know what? what? And, and People talking about it. Right, and people might be like, oh, you know, raising the age, that's unfair. Well, you know what? The average person is, you know, the average... Uh, lifespan is so much longer now than it used to be. Most people are still able to continue to work uh, past the age of 64, 63, right? So, you know, and, and, and the unfortunate truth, here's some more vegetables for you from Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, is, um, you know, would you rather have to work a couple more years or just never have another dime and have no, no money for retirement? Well, most people don't even have the answer to that question. How right. long do I how much do I need to save right. or how long will my money last in retirement? And the third thing I need to tell you about this is you need to have what we call equal statement value wealth and contractual wealth. What do I mean by that? Statement value wealth is the wealth you have in your 401k statements your bank statements, in your IRA statements, that's statement wealth. Okay. You take the risk on statement wealth. The other area, contractual wealth, is where you switch over the risk to an institution to have contractual wealth. What are we talking about with that? Things that have guarantees. Things that have some opportunities to multiply your wealth on different situations that on a contractual value. So those three things, if people will learn about them, they'll find out they'll be much better off 
in retirement. Well, tell them how they can tell everybody how they can get a hold of you for these three things. Because the, and and by the way, you know, I watch a lot of and and read a lot. Nobody nobody's giving that kind of information out to anybody. What you're sharing here is not being told by anybody else, any financial or economic, you know, pundit out there in any aspect of media. This is absolutely crucial stuff. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Get a hold of me, 619-548-0965. You can text me. You can call me on that number. Go to financialthoughtdoctor.com. But I'll tell you, the world is telling you what to do. They're not telling you how to do it. They're telling you what to do. They're telling you what to think, not how to think. And that's what I try to help people with is teach them how to think a little differently than what the world is telling us. Yeah. What the world is telling us is not a good story for us in the long run. No, it's not. Thank you for being here, my dear friend. All right, okay. Take it easy. You too. Thanks, Bye-bye. honey. Bye now. Now, you guys take a little break with us. We're going to take a little break. You take a little break, and we come back. we got more to share with you guys. I got a, I've got a really frightening story coming out of L.A. to share with you guys. Another frightening story. This one doesn't have anything to do with economics, but it does have to do with the police state and who they're going after in the middle of a crime wave with bad people roaming the streets. Stay tuned. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, this is kind of a, this, I, I'm not, this is one of these stories where if you're not careful how you, you know, you present it, you know, that people are just going to get immediately triggered and, you know, start adding me all over the place on social media. Um, you know, but but I'm just going to tell you right now my thoughts on. Um, well, you already know my thoughts. You know, um, I never liked hate crimes legislation because it seeks to elevate Uh, victims of crimes as some more important than others strictly on the basis of their skin color and i also saw it as a stepping stone for hate speech legislation and i think that there's no speech that should be criminalized no speech that should be criminalized in any way shape or form remember a few years ago skins i don't know if you remember where this thing went around that the okay symbol was a racist symbol and 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 it was like people just immediately jumped on that and there's still people who believe that the OK symbol is a racist symbol when it never was. In fact, the only the, the only way it started being considered a racist symbol was basically a hoax. It was somebody that w- kind of made it up, obviously make it. And it was part of somebody obviously making it up. But people just glommed onto it. Right. Because that's where we're at. You know, everything, you know, it, this is what the snowflake movement was all about. The Democrats are so clever. They're always playing a long game and the Republicans never push back. They don't take it's death by a thousand cuts. And the Republican Party never takes it seriously when the Democrat Party gains an inch. They want to the, wait. The Republican Party, Andrea, wants to win. They have to play that game. Right. And you've got to push back. Right. It, think of it almost as though a football game. You, right. It's like every yard matters. Every inch matters. Games are often won by, you know, a, a fourth in inches. Right. 
So now here we are to where there's this story out of L.A. The police in L.A. and Beverly Hills continue to investigate several anti-Semitic incidents that occurred over the weekend, one of which could lead a person to be charged. One person was caught on a surveillance video giving a Nazi salute outside of a Jewish family's home. The police say they believe that action is a crime and are currently looking for the vehicle involved. So a hand gesture is now considered criminal? Laura Ingram uh, put her hand up at one point and at, at the Republican National Convention, and she was accused of doing a Hitler salute. If you've ever been in a church and people put their hands up and they're worshiping, you can't see me right now because I'm not on camera. Sometimes people do it with one hand. It's not a Hitler salute. It's not criminal to raise your hand. Hate crimes legislation was based upon the idea of because of, of somebody's skin color, they could read the mind of the of the person and charge them additional charges, federal charges based upon mind reading. And now here we are. I have been warning about this for so long. And one of the things the Republican Party has never really done is make it clear that the First Amendment, the purpose of the First Amendment was not to protect speech that you like. It was to protect speech, all speech. And in doing so, if you want to make sure that your speech is protected, then you have to be willing to defend the ugliest of speech. You know who's anti-Semitic and an absolute pig? Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan, who called Jewish Jewish people termites. Has Louis Farrakhan been charged with a crime? We are now having the police department when we have, I mean, where was, what part of LA skins was that when all these kids went into a convenience store? And I mean, I mean, how many videos have to go viral of the rampant crime in this country? And this is how our police department is using resources skins to try to find somebody who supposedly did a Nazi salute. What if they did? How is that a crime? One of the, well, I used to love the show. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Larry David was a Curb Your Enthusiasm. One of my favorite episodes. I, I don't like him personally, um, but the first season I used to watch that show. Did you ever watch it, Skins? I, I, I did a little bit, yeah. There was one episode that I absolutely loved. <laughs> Which one? And it, and it had to do with Halloween. And, um, he comes and he finds that somebody has spray painted the word bald on his on his garage door, I think it was. <laughs> so he calls the police because <laughs> he's making fun of, you know, hate crimes at this point. That's what the whole episode was about. So Larry David uh, calls the police to report a hate crime. So two police officers come to his house, one of which is African-American and happens to be bald. <laughs> So Larry David, <laughs> in the course of wanting to report this hate crime, encounters himself, an African-American, a black man who's bald. And it was just absolutely hysterical. And um, somehow, I don't remember the episode. Long story short, the two girls who spray, the, the, the two girls who spray painted it uh, happened to be the two girls that the night before on Halloween came to his house to trick-or-treat. And they're like 17 years old. And he's like, what are you doing trick-or-treating? You're too old for this crap. I'm not giving you candy. <laughs> and they're not in costume or anything. And they're like, you know, and they're all mean to him. And they call him baldy or whatever it is. So the next day they came and spray painted bald. So that's why he was reporting the hate crime. And one of the things that I loved about that show when I watched it was how it made fun 
of, and this was like at least 10 years ago, was how it was making fun of this whole wokeness, right? And this PC culture and everybody getting their nose out of joint over every little thing. So the black cop is like telling him, look, man, I, I don't see this as a hate crime. Right. I, I just don't see this as a hate crime. Right. OK. And Larry Dave was like, well, you know, of course you don't see it as hate crime. And, and then he looks up and realizes the guy's bald <laughs> and actually still didn't see it as a hate crime. Pretty hilarious. Um, uh, it, it Speech should never be criminalized. What you should do is if you're encountering somebody who's using words and language that you find offensive, you have the right to use your feet and walk away. If you don't have use of your feet, you can turn your wheelchair and go in another direction. Yeah, once you start criminalizing any type of speech, the very slippery slope. Right. We're now using resources to go find somebody who put their hand up in the air. Uh, L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti took to Twitter saying, we condemn this week's anti-Semitic comments. Jewish Angelinos... I can't read the rest of this quote. We will never back down uh, from the fight to expose and eliminate it. First of all, you cannot eliminate hate, right? I can't, there's there's nothing conservatives can do to stop people from hating Christians. We've been, we, we've been on the receiving end of hate for a long time. You say you believe in same-sex marriage and, and you're, you know, fill in the blank, right? You say that that John Fetterman, who's mentally incapacitated to to whatever degree we don't even really know, and he doesn't he and he's not fit for office, and you know you're committing an act of ableism, right? I mean, it, you know, it's it, you know, you can the bottom line, you can never eradicate hate. This is part of the cultural Marxist movement. The reason why they're doing this is because Kanye West made some stupid anti-Semitic comments. Never been a fan of Kanye West. He's another example of why I tell people stop glomming on to every celebrity just because they put on a Trump hat or express some opinion you happen to like on on one particular day. So because he was associated with Trump at one point, this is a way to number one change the conversation going into the midterms, right? Try to get it away from inflation. Try to get it away from the open borders and all the thirty-one trillion dollars in debt and all the issues that we've got in this country, and try to change the conversation and try to play the identity politics game, right? I mean, they're still trying to claim that Trump is somehow anti-Semitic when some Jewish organization just gave him a very rare, very rare, where uh, uh, honor because he was the most pro-Jewish president in the United States history. The most pro-Israel president in the United States history. It was not Trump or any Republican who actually has been and continues to fund and enable the Iranian nuclear program who states that it's their every day that it's their goal to wipe Israel off the map. Okay, that's not that that's that's not Trump. Trump tried to get us out of that and, and did get us out of the Iranian nuke deal. So this is just more games. This is more games. But the, nobody that I've heard of from the Republican Party is speaking out against this. Yeah, I don't know how we can expect to make progress, Andrea, when the Republicans are so silent on so many different issues. But yet we want to win the election in a, in a red wave. Do they really? Do they really want to win in That's a red wave? That's the million-dollar question. Wouldn't every... Wouldn't I, wouldn't every so-called uh, conservative and every so-called Republican be screaming today about this, about this story? Wouldn't they be screaming about Fetterman? Wouldn't they be screaming about the open borders? They're not there. There are some Don't get me wrong, but the leadership isn't. The le- we're going to speaking of leadership. I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, 
We're going to continue to ask where they are, particularly over election integrity, because the day after the failed Fetterman debate, an interesting uh, warning coming out of the acting uh, Pennsylvania Secretary of State on delays in counting the midterm results. They're already at it again. Stay tuned. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Going to um, go read a couple quick emails here. You can always email me at andreakshow.com any day or uh, time of day or night. You can also leave us a comment on our 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Last hour, we were talking about Halloween. I was asking you guys for your perspective on that. And uh, this listener said, hi, Andrea. Halloween is more wicked nowadays. More weirdos out there who want to scare and hurt kids. Some parties or festivals carefully designed for them to have fun. Okay. Um, I hate Halloween. <laughs> Thank you always for your show. Straightforward, right on, and a scream. Funny. God bless. Thank you. God bless you for that uh, for that email. I appreciate it. Another one says, I'm sitting around a fire here at my house listening to the Andrea K show. I love a good old-fashioned Halloween. It's not satanic unless that's what you want it to be. It's all about intention. Yeah, he says that uh, goes for everything else in life. So Amen. I just love hearing different perspectives from you guys. I appreciate um you guys reaching out to us and well, sharing. Smart that. audience, don't we? Yeah. Um, here was an email. Um, I'm not really sure. This came in a, a few days ago. I'm not really sure which topic this was related. Makes you wonder how much more soulless, heartless are these dim dems capable of being truly frightening. Makes you weep for mankind. And if you cannot see through all of this, you are just one of them. I think that might have been last night talking about Fetterman. Um, but anyway, that thank you guys for these emails. Okay, so the day after that devastating for Fetterman debate, even though we know that uh, with the mail-in voting, it didn't have that, you know, it, the mail-in voting might have mitigated some of the reaction. I think it's just, you know, I think it might be dunzo time for Fetterman. And so um, what can they do to try to salvage it? I know. Let's play some fun with the elections on Monday. Uh, I guess that, well, no, I don't know. This might have not been in response to Fetterman or maybe in anticipation of a Fetterman collapse. The acting Pennsylvania Secretary of State warned of delays in counting midterm results. Um, Lee Chapman revealed that there will likely be delays in posting the results. Uh, she did this in a virtual news conference, how they would be handling vote counting in the upcoming election and said it would likely take several days to count and certify the votes. This is why. <sighs> so, so, so this is two pronged, Andrea. Do you think that one this is kind of like an Arizona situation where even if Fetterman is demolished, they don't want people to know on Election Day? Well, I mean, what they're hoping for and what they're they're setting the expectation for because they want to be able to play games. Oh, of course. They want to be able to play games. They want to be able to, and this is why they want you to vote early and why the Republican Party needs to stop telling people to vote early because it gives them an idea. They know how many people are registered to vote and it gives them an idea of how many votes they got to come up with. The playbook was Carrie Lake in Arizona who said, don't vote until Election Day if there's any way around it. Don't give them an opportunity to be able to count and figure out what the what the deficit's going to be so they can use some mules to stuff ballot boxes. 
But they still, even with the Kerry Lake Republican strategy in Arizona, not by all because there were there were some establishment uh, Republican organizations that were doing everything that they could to fight it. What they did was they showed. Jinx. <laughs> they showed um, to overwhelm. Don't give them an opportunity. But even then, with everything that was accomplished with the same day voting campaign, as well as not just same day voting, but all the volunteers. Dinesh D'Souza talked last night about how people were um, volunteering and spying on uh, on and su- surveilling the drop boxes. I mean, that's what we need to be doing everywhere across this country. Don't give them an opportunity. Even then. Even then, what did they do the night of the election? They stopped counting. 24 hours later, they were still uh, almost refusing to give any results. It was coming in in trickles because they were trying to figure out what to do, trying to see how they could cover up, you know, the gap and put a win, uh, you know, uh, 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 on uh, to, to deny Carrie Lake a win. And then when they couldn't do that, the game plan also was to deny the momentum of the win for Carrie Lake. They didn't want her on election well, night. Well, that's my to... point too. Even if a republic, even if Fetterman is not going to win, they're not going to let that get out right away. Yeah, um, and this is all. And, and another, uh, this also gives another excuse for them to say, according to this person, this uh, secretary, acting secretary of state, that voters, uh, in response to comments, that voters should hold on to their mail-in ballots and turn them in to their local board of dele- of election on election day. Chapman urged voters not to delay in sending them in. Uh huh. We have heard that there's messaging out there in Pennsylvania as far as instructing voters to hold on to their mail-in ballots as part of our voter education campaign. We encourage voters to request their mail-in ballot now and return it as soon as possible. We don't want voters to delay. Oh, I want a delay. I want. I want a removal of this ridiculous, stupid, communistic COVID play. And go back to the days of when we have election day one in day, person, you one plan day around it, and that's it. One day in person, paper ballot, and you got to show voter ID. None of this ridiculous absentee ballot BS. None of this mail in ballot BS. It's crap. The only people who should be able to get away with anything related to that is the U.S. is the U.S. military. Period. Period. End of discussion. Same, it will baffle me, Andrew. It's election day is the same day every election. It's not like this is any big surprise to anybody. I think in France they had an election recently. They went back to paper ballots. They went back to in person election day, in person paper ballots, and you know what? They got them all counted. Right? There's no excuse for this. No excuse for it. Another story I got to tell you guys about uh, that involves the election: a Georgia mail truck burst into flames, and the state says, oh, "What a coinky dink." At the same time where they're looking at Warnock getting crushed by Herschel Walker, like Herschel was back on the football field, right? A Georgia mail truck goes up in flames and the state says absentee ballots may have been consumed in the fire. What a coinky dink. Oh, but good news. The mail delivery driver was unharmed. Well, I'm glad for that. But our election likely was. How many times do how, how many examples do we need? To go back to election day and 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 was this it that water pipe burst? Yeah, same place, same place. There are forty three outstanding ballots in the county. We're working with USPS to see if they have images of might have been on that truck to reissue them. Worst comes to worst, we'll reissue the forty three ballots, or the county will reissue the forty three ballots. And first across the line for those voters will be the ballots that are accepted. Oh, say what? 
All right. Final break of the night. Don't go away. We got some good news to share with you guys. Speaking of football, when we come back. And no, it's not about the NFL. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Are y'all ready for a little good news? Are y'all? I know I am. I'm definitely ready for a little good news. I'm sure y'all remember the high school football coach who um, got fired because he was praying after games. Um, I think this case, yeah, made it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. He... Um, some of the some of the reasons why they fired him is because they tried to use the excuse as more and more boys started joining him, more and more players started joining him, uh, and he never asked anybody, never suggested anybody, never encouraged anybody, any of these kids to come and join him on the field in prayer. Um, but as more and more kids, I mean, think about that. They had they fired him because more and more of the players started joining him in prayer, so they fired him. And so I don't remember, you know, how the lawsuit came about uh, that ended up. And, and if somebody just came to him, if he decided to fight it himself or if there was an organization that came to him and said, look, you know, we're, we'll we'll help you with this. But uh, um, I'm glad that he did. I'm glad whatever motivated him, whether it was getting a little prod from, you know, um, uh, justice, you know, one of our organizations that fights for conservatives. Uh, American Center for Law and Justice. Uh, oh, American Center for Law and Justice. Is that Sekolo? Yep. Wow. Okay. Y'all know Sekolo's on, on this station here on AIM 1170 every day at five. Um, I, they probably went to him and said, look, let, we need to fight this because this is not just about this one coach. Uh, this, this, is, this is about piercing our constitutional rights and our religious freedoms and our religious because, you know, it's hard for them to get their CRT and their transing over on kids in schools when they got kids joining in with, with a, a, a coach after a game kneeling in prayer, right? They can't have this. Right. So uh, thanks to um, Sekolo's outfit for filing the lawsuits. You know, that might seem like a like a small win. I think it's a lot bigger than people. realize. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. But even if it was small, uh, what did we talk about earlier? We said, look, these Democrats are happy for every inch they get. We should be the same. We need to be taking every inch and celebrating every inch of of ground that we're retaking from them. This was ground that was retaken from communist, fascist, totalitarianist, whatever, whatever term you want to use. There is nothing in the Constitution that protects your right to demand whatever pronoun you want to use. There's nothing in the Constitution that requires anybody that if you choose to live your life as you know a man when you're a woman or vice versa that obligates anybody to deny science and say that you're a different gender but what is protected in the US constitution is your religious beliefs and your right to exercise those beliefs freely and that's what he was doing and separation of church and state was never meant to deny this man the right to sit and take and, and kneel and bow his head in prayer. He wasn't on the loudspeakers like they're doing in Dearbornistan, in Dearborn, Michigan. Yeah, a quiet moment of prayer with his players. Right. 
So I'm grateful to Sekolo's group and I this man too. and this man for, for, for doing this, because even if it, even if it wasn't his idea, even if they did it, you know, a, a, without charging him fees, this had to have been grueling on him emotionally, mentally, and not to mention the fact that it put him squarely in the sights of the evil left. And his name was out there, Joseph Kennedy. It took seven years. This be, uh, this started in 2015. Uh, was when he was fired. And just now we find after it made its way to the Supreme Court, who ruled in June in his favor uh, that he was protected by the Constitution when he knelt and prayed. Actually, he prayed aloud, but they they said that um, but it wasn't on loudspeakers uh, like, yeah, Muslim, like Muslim prayers are, are being forced on people in Dearbornistan at the 50 yard uh, at the 50 yard line. Constitutionally protected. He is now officially going to be reinstated not until 2020 march 15 he will be reinstated by march 15 2023 so there's been a deadline Good for him you know what i'm just given. gonna say it right now that's uh american center for law and justice and him for standing up it's wednesday but they're my hero of the week right a joint stipulation was filed tuesday in the u.s district court for the western district of washington stated that kennedy quote is to be reinstated to his previous position as assistant coach of the bremerton high school football team on or before March 15, 2023. So they've been given a deadline to reinstate him. And, and if it's March 15th, that means he will probably be reinstated on March 15. Which is fine. Yep. You know, um, they also, uh, it was, he's also entitled to reasonable attorney's fees and cost. Quote, Bremerton School District shall not interfere with or prohibit Kennedy from offering a prayer consistent with the U.S. Supreme Court's opinion. The attorneys wrote in the filing dealing with uh, one of the points of contention remaining in the case, but then added the parties disagree on the specific wording of this portion of the injunction. Um, So what are they going to like decide what he's allowed to say in prayer? I don't know. Um, But it this it took years to make its way up. Um, The school district argued that student participation breached constitutional prohibitions against the promotion of religion by government officials, um, but they were never encouraged. They were doing it of their own volition. So let me get this right, Dems. Um, High school kids should have the right to chemically castrate themselves, um, should have the right to go and get an abortion without parental consent, but but they don't have the right to join this man in prayer. I mean, basically, that's where they're at here. Um, This is a right for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're this religion or that religion or have no faith whatsoever. Kennedy told ABC News in an interview, everybody has the same rights in America. Well, the left doesn't want everybody to have the same rights. Right. It's not it's not Muslim bakers they're going after to try to force them to bake cakes for gay weddings. No, they're specifically targeting Christians, particularly in the schools. Right. Has the left ever targeted uh, any Muslim teacher for for wanting to pray on a rug or, or want a hand washing That's or a, a foot washing station or whatever it is? They, Yeah, I hadn't heard about that. All right. So tomorrow is Thursday. We don't really have anything planned yet for the show, but, you know, you can count on us to bring the heat to share with you guys the latest topics of what's happening. Keep the conversation rolling. Our 24 hour hotline is 844-814-5227. Email me at andreakshow.com, and we'll see you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time on Friday Eve. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Three stars.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.